Good morning. It's January 19th. The clouds and rain have returned to New York. The Blue Jays are screaming in the background. And this is the Popular Cast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the news and the day. Lucille Randon, the French nun also known as Sister Andre, died on Tuesday at the age of 118 years, 340 days, surrendering her title as the oldest living person in the world and settling into her position as the fourth oldest person ever recorded. I'd had Google alerts going for Lucille Randon ever since writing an essay about mortality a few years back. She'd moved into first place last year after the death of Kane Tanaka of Japan, who had moved into first place after the death of Nabi Tajima of Japan in 2018. When you have a Google alert for the name of the oldest person in the world, most of the time what you get is news reports about how some other very old person who is not the oldest person in the world has died. But to my surprise, but also not surprise given the nature of the news, this time around, Lucille Rendon had in fact died. Rest in peace, congratulations on a long life, and on surviving COVID a couple of years ago to make it to this point. The new number one, according to the leaderboard on Wikipedia, is Maria Brañas Morera of Spain, aged 115 years, 321 days. And 52 days behind her is Fusa Tatsumi of Japan. Best wishes to both of them as they approach their 116th birthdays. In the newspaper, which did arrive today and got indoors before the rain started, the U.S. is now going to give Ukraine weapons that will be capable of hitting Crimea to escalate that side of the war a little bit. There's a photo of the helicopter crash that killed the Ukrainian interior minister, an article on doulas for black women. Up at the top left, we have Trump's allies in-house win pivotal posts. I'll probably have to type some words about this at some point. But as some people would have expected, the unpunished insurrectionists are now calling the shots and have been given investigative positions from which to pursue all their favorite conspiracy theories and vendettas. The paper describes these appointments to the Oversight and Accountability Committee as an unmistakable signal from Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who won his post after an excruciating battle with hard-right rebels, that he plans to reward such lawmakers, even some who led the opposition to his election, with high-profile roles. I'm not sure even is the right word there. The week-long torture of McCarthy was a demonstration of who controls the Republican Party, and the answer is they do, and so he's taking orders from them. Doesn't really seem like a paradox or a contradiction there. Lower down on the page, you have Israeli Supreme Court on Wednesday ruled that a politician convicted of tax fraud was not fit to serve as a senior minister in Benjamin Netanyahu's new right-wing coalition, a move likely to accelerate a looming showdown between the government and the judiciary over control of the country's highest court and one that could destabilize the government, which is basically just the Congress story further along the timeline of what happens when impunity is the basis of politics. In less successful weight throwing around, New York Governor Kathy Hochul watched the state Senate Judiciary Committee throw her pick for state Supreme Court Chief Justice in the trash on the grounds that a Democratic majority sees no reason to install a conservative-friendly figure. Hochul is still threatening to sue the Senate to try to force a floor vote in which presumably Republicans would supply the necessary votes to elect the Democratic governor's choice of Supreme Court Chief Justice, which doesn't seem like the wisest choice for how to spend your power as a newly and narrowly elected Democratic governor. But she seems to be having the fight for the fight's sake at this point. A reminder that she was, after all, picked by Andrew Cuomo. And meteorologists are tired of people throwing around terms like bomb cyclone and atmospheric river, as well they should be. Nobody knows what this stuff means. It just sounds really exciting and dramatic. And it's time to let the experts have their words back but also it's time for the experts to let us call a snowstorm a blizzard, regardless of whether it meets their pedantic visibility criteria, if we ever have any more snowstorms. That's the news. We will talk again tomorrow.
keep on growing older.